Welcome to the Plain Sight Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Invisible Technologies. We are an ops as a service business where we go in as your special ops team, embed inside the company, bring out the work that nobody really wants to do, and then take that work for you and clear it off your plate. Today we have a very special guest where Francis will basically explain what is the past, present, and future of Invisible Technologies. Really excited to have you, and if you are found some value from this, please reach out to us at Invisible Technologies. Company Memo, March 28th, 2023. The past, present, and future of this company. Dear company, especially our 600 new agents, thank you for reading my last message, which was a love letter addressed to you, written from the heart. It was written in a poetic, historic, and revolutionary tone because this is a historic and revolutionary moment, and thus poetry is warranted. It is, however, important that you hear from me often, and not just in that voice, but in other voices too, for I can speak with many voices. However, I cannot speak with or for 1,600 voices all by myself all the time, so... Writers and Speakers So I have asked certain members of my leadership team to introduce themselves to you as well. In times of great change, it is important that the people hear from a united leadership team. Soon, you'll be hearing from Genevieve Kim, our new head of community, Amy Samak, our head of people, as well as Cameron, our head of operations, whom most of you already know. And more are on the way. I'm excited for you to meet my team. Each leader connects with the people in a different way represents a unique perspective and level of consciousness. I will continue to nominate speakers to share the stage with me, and we will continue to communicate with you. Public writing and public speaking has always been a great challenge, as it invites constructive criticism, which we embrace and invite. But while it may always seem less disruptive to be silent and safer to be shy, and a time-consuming distraction for all involved, public discourse is the foundation of a body politic. That is, public discourse is the foundation of a united corporation. We must share a common language, a common memory, a common story. Creating space for many voices. You see already that this email is written in a different tone and style than my last email. It is written in sans serif font, normal size, with less use of accentuation in the form of colors, capitalization, bold, italics, and underlining. I'm also minimizing the poetic layering and philosophical nuance, alas. In other words, I'm speaking to you now less as an entrepreneur and more as a businessman, less as a hero on the hero's journey, more as the financial fiduciary. These roles can be contained in a single person, even these voices contained in a single email. Once you realize this, you will not only begin to understand me better, you will understand this business better because we're creating space for many voices and styles. Although one consistent voice may be reassuring, it results in a very limited spectrum and tends to result in a gray, boring, and dreary professionalism. The medium is the message. If it is only safe for one version of ourselves to come out, then we will always be limiting ourselves, constraining our full potential. Our personalities are colorful. This business is global. Reality itself is expansive. So how do we harmonize these colors and voices into one full-spectrum rainbow of communication? 
The ideal communication spectrum at this company would be multi-channel, multi-voice, and express simultaneously diverse and yet aligned perspectives and narratives. We, myself and the other writers and speakers I asked to share the stage, will attempt to lead by example and show how this can be done in practice. We ask for your support and open-mindedness as an audience. Summarization and distribution. I have asked Jill Weston, mythically known as Athena, our chief of staff, with distributing my last email in its original form, collecting all 1,600 responses, but also with summarizing it. Amusingly, she used ChatGPT to summarize certain sections. My own synthesis is this. It is important for you to know that love is the driving force behind this company and has been since the beginning. The love of beauty, the love of making, the love of ideas, the love of friends, family, even romantic love. Without professing love, without professing passion, even the successful businessman and professional have nothing. So love is a core value I want us to keep in focus. The more we focus on what we love, the more clarity we have about what we love and why, the more aligned and successful we will become. To that end, I tasked all 1,600 of you with three questions. One, one designed to elicit positive feedback. Two, another to welcome constructive feedback and energy. And three, the last to reveal what makes you perform at your best as a unique individual. Thank you for putting your thought into these answers. We have already received many responses and they've been thrilling and delightful to receive. I've read every response so far and they make me feel like I'm in a conversation with the entire company, which was exactly my intention. Time and change. Time and change are inseparable. There are many changes going on at this company, which I would like everyone to understand, but they take time to explain. And these narratives require repetition. In this email, I would like to briefly summarize the entire history of this company, contextualize our present situation, and convey a sense for our strategic direction and vision for the future. I did some of this in my last email as well, but the story is always worth returning to and reprising in different ways, especially in a time of rapid change. Change can be scary and destabilizing, so explanations help everyone understand why change is happening. I will go in this order, present, past, future. Present situation. Our three biggest challenges at present are, one, culture. Onboarding 600 new team members, also known as legendary heroes, into what was just a thousand person company five months ago. Conveying our values, principles, history, and vision. Training you in our operating methods, absorbing you into our cultural rituals and conversation without losing the magic. To do this well, we must not only come together as one big group, but we must also break into large groups, which contain medium-sized groups, which contain smaller groups. In other words, both centralization and decentralization, both unity and hierarchy, are necessary to harmonize, harness, and channel the enormous potential energy of the human beings at this company. Two, segmentation. As we scale rapidly, there is an overwhelming strategic mandate to segment the business, 
so that we do not become overly reliant on any single client or segment. Every business of every size in every industry, every team in every function, every individual in every country, the entire world needs operational support. We have built an execution platform that has the potential to make the entire world more productive. To fulfill that potential, we must transform from one big business attempting to sell the same thing in the same way to everyone, to many businesses, each one positioning our solution to a unique segment of the market. For example, Invisible can run insurance processes, Invisible can also run logistics processes, Invisible can run hiring processes, and Invisible can run AI training processes. So we're setting up lots of different businesses to go after these segments, although the underlying company, strategy, culture, and technology platform will be the same. Three, alignment. With rapid change, with rapid growth, alignment of incentives, interests, and ideas is supremely important. With rapid change, with rapid growth, Alignment of incentives, interests, and ideas is extremely important. That is why, in my last email, I announced that we're investing in the agency in three ways. With one, financial empowerment, through banking, savings, and investment initiatives, including a long-term performance-based equity compensation program. With two, inspiration, education, and training initiatives, and three, with a new 21st century labor union designed to build communities and deliver benefits to its members. Again, that's one, financial empowerment through banking, savings, and investment initiatives, including a long-term performance-based equity compensation program, with two, inspiration, education, and training initiatives, and three, with a new 21st century labor union designed to build communities and deliver benefits to its members. All of these should create both incentives alignment, interest alignment, and ideas alignment. A brief history. Did you know that Invisible Technologies Inc., the company we all work for today, used to be just an idea in my head? Then it was an idea in six heads. Then it was an idea in 30 heads. Then it was an idea in 100 heads. Then it was an idea in 1,000 heads. Now it is an idea in 1600 heads. The first version of Invisible looked nothing like today's Invisible. It was entirely focused on individual productivity. Our first clients were CEOs paying us $10,000 a month for Invisible assistance that they could delegate work to, like scheduling meetings. Although there was and still is $500 billion a year in the United States alone spent on executive support, and there was a ton of demand for our initial service, we realized we could not supply the demand efficiently. So we pivoted to process assistance and built the first version of our digital assembly line so that we could do more scalable work and focus on the mechanics of execution. Where did the idea for Invisible come from? Well, before Invisible, there was a company called Cheeky. Cheeky was an ideas factory, ideas as a service. Every day I shared a new idea with a small group of trusted friends some of whom are still with us today. Then we brainstormed and discussed these ideas. Eventually I realized, there's an app for everything these days. Why isn't everything perfect yet? In investigating this question, I discovered the business process outsourcing and automation industries and wondered 
if they could be combined into a single digital assembly line. But where did Cheeky come from? Before Cheeky, there was a company called Everest, which was an iPhone app designed to help people live their dreams and achieve personal goals. We were giving people tools in a community to empower them to keep taking steps towards their goals in life and creating a beautiful way for them to capture that experience. Although we touched 500,000 lives, the sponsorship-driven business model we were pursuing failed, so I had to shut that business down. Where did Everest come from? Everest came from an earlier project I did in college. Where did that come from? You see, we can keep playing this game and go very far back. The origin point is always in the individual, in their passion, their ideas and influences, their creative vision, their beliefs and drive, their sense of history, their capacity for heroism and leadership. Look at this evolution. Everest. Empower individuals and communities. Goals as a service. Lifestyle. Cheeky, empower individuals and communities, ideas as a service, creativity. Invisible 1.0, empower individuals, productivity as a service, productivity. Invisible 2.0, empower businesses, processes as a service, operations. Invisible 3.0, empower enterprises, operations as a service, strategic execution partner. Infinity, all of the above and more. Use the core execution platform and a new corporate architecture to provide every imaginable tech-enabled operational service to every segment of the market. In this history, what I hope you see is that there was only ever one company, this company. This company has an evolutionary history that goes back to my first company. It also has an evolutionary history that goes forward to all of our future companies. This reminds me of the following quote, which comes from ancient Greece, from a great man named Heraclitus, who lived before Socrates. The river, where you set your foot just now, is gone. Those waters, giving way to this, now this. A glimpse of the future. Nobody can see the future perfectly clearly. However, it isn't true that it is impossible to see. For example, I know with high certainty that in 20 minutes I will be in a Zoom call and I know whom the participants are because I check my Google Calendar. I don't know where I will be in 20 years, however, or whom I will be with or whether I will have children. But I've been studying history, both my own history and our history and our market's history and world history, and one of the promises of history is that if you understand the past well, and if you can read your present situation well, you can get a glimpse of the future. These glimpses can be used to great advantage to manifest and create that possible and desirable future that you want to see come to pass. Infinity in every direction. These are the words of Anaximander, another pre-Socratic philosopher like Heraclitus. These words contain great insight which we are using to design our new corporate architecture. Invisible has a strategic mandate. We need to scale, not just with one client in one market, with one use case, but with every client in every market for every use case. But how? The only way is through seeing the infinite opportunities that exist in every market direction 
and pursuing those opportunities through separate segments and business units. This is going to create enormous opportunities for everyone and is going to make this company more culturally united and entrepreneurial than ever. That is, if we can get through this period of intense change and transition and enter the promised land. Ventriloquently yours, Francis. <laughs>